This video is part of an audiobook series featuring Principles, Life and Work, written by Ray Dalio in 2017. For more audiobooks, please visit my YouTube channel, find me on Spotify, or check out my website for downloads. Chapter 3. Create a culture in which it is okay to make mistakes and unacceptable not to learn from them. Everyone makes mistakes. The main difference is that successful people learn from them and unsuccessful people don't. By creating an environment in which it is okay to safely make mistakes so that people can learn from them, you'll see rapid progress and fewer significant mistakes. This is especially true in organizations where creativity and independent thinking are important as success will inevitably require the acceptance of failure as a part of the process. As Thomas Edison once said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that do not work. Mistakes will cause you pain, but you shouldn't try to shield yourself or others from it. Pain is a message that something is wrong, and it's an effective teacher that one shouldn't do that wrong thing again. To deal with your own and others' weaknesses well, you must acknowledge them frankly and openly, and work to find ways of preventing them from hurting you in the future. It's at this point that many people say, No thanks, this isn't for me. I'd rather not have to deal with these things. But this is against your and your organization's best interests, and will keep you from achieving your goals. It seems to me that if you were to look back on yourself a year ago, and aren't shocked by how stupid you were, you haven't learned much. Still, few people go out of their way to embrace their mistakes. It doesn't have to be that way. Remember back in Life Principles when I told the story about the time that Ross, the head of our trading, forgot to put in a trade for a client? The money just sat there in cash, and by the time the mistake was discovered, it had lost a client. Actually, Bridgewater, because we had to make good on it, and a lot of money. It was terrible, and I could easily have fired Ross to make the point that nothing less than perfection will be accepted. But that would have been counterproductive. I would have lost a good man, and it only would have encouraged other employees to hide their mistakes, creating a culture that would not only be dishonest but crippled in its ability to learn and grow. If Ross hadn't experienced that pain, he and Bridgewater would have been the worse for it. The point I made by not firing Ross was much more powerful than firing him would have been. I was demonstrating to him and to others that it was okay to make mistakes and unacceptable not to learn from them. After the dust settled, Ross and I worked together to build an error log, we now call it the issue log, in which traders recorded all their mistakes and bad outcomes so we could track them and address them systematically. It has become one of our most powerful tools we have here at Bridgewater. Our environment is one in which people understand that remarks such as, you handle that badly, are, rather to, are meant to be helpful rather than punitive. Of course, in managing others who make mistakes, it is important to know the difference between, one, capable people who made mistakes and are self-reflective and open to learning from them, and two, incapable people, or capable people who aren't able to embrace their mistakes and learn from them. Over time, I found that hiring self-reflective people like Ross is one of the most important things I can do. Finding this kind of person is not easy. I've often thought that parents and schools overemphasize the value of having the right answers all the time. It seems to me that the best students in school tend to be the worst at learning from their mistakes because they, they have been conditioned to associate mistakes with failure instead of opportunity. This is a major impediment to their progress. Intelligent people who embrace their mistakes and weaknesses substantially outperform their peers who have the same abilities but bigger ego barriers.
3.1 recognize that mistakes are a natural part of the evolutionary process. If you don't mind being wrong on the way to being right, you will learn a lot and increase your effectiveness. But if you can't tolerate being wrong, then you won't grow. You'll make yourself and everyone around you miserable, and your work environment will be marked by petty backbiting and malevolent barbs rather than by a healthy, honest search for truth. You must not let your need to be right be more important than you need to find out what's true. Jeff Bezos described it well when he said, quote, You have to have a willingness to repeatedly fail. If you don't have a willingness to fail, you're going to, ha be, you're going to have to be very careful not to invent. End quote. A. Fail well. Everyone fails. Anyone you see succeeding is only succeeding at the things you're paying attention to. I guarantee there are also they are also failing at lots of other things. The people I respect most are those who fail well. I respect them even more than those who succeed. That is because failing is a painful experience, while succeeding is a joyous one. So it requires much more character to fail, change, and then succeed than to just succeed. People who are just succeeding must not be pushing their limits. Of course, the worst are those who fail and don't recognize it and don't change. B. Don't feel bad about your mistakes or those of others. Love them. People typically feel bad about their mistakes because they think in a short-sighted way about the bad outcome and not about the evolutionary process of which mistakes are an integral part. I once had a ski instructor who, also had, who had also given lessons to Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. Jordan, he told me, reveled in his mistakes, seeing each of them as an opportunity to improve. He understood that mistakes like that are like those little puzzles that, when you solve them, give you a gem. Every mistake that you make and learn from will save you from thousands of similar mistakes in the future. 3.2. Don't worry about looking good. Worry about achieving your goals. Put your insecurities away and get on with achieving your goals. Reflect and remind yourself that an accurate criticism is the most valuable feedback you can receive. Imagine how silly and unproductive it would be to respond to your ski instructor as if he was blaming you when he told you that you fell because you didn't shift your weight properly. It is no different if a supervisor points out a flaw in your work process. Fix it and move on. A. Get over blame and credit and get on with accurate and inaccurate. Worrying about blame and credit or positive and negative feedback impedes the iterative process that is essential to learning. Remember that what has already happened lies in the past and no longer matters except as a lesson for the future. The need for phony praise needs to be unlearned. 3.3. Observe the patterns of mistakes to see if they are products of weaknesses. Everyone has weaknesses and they are generally revealed in the patterns of mistakes they make. The fastest path to success starts with knowing what your weaknesses are and staring hard at them. Start by writing down your mistakes and connecting the dots between them. Then, write down your one big challenge, the weakness that stands the most in the way of getting what you want. Everyone has at least one big challenge. You may, in fact, have several, but don't go beyond your big three. The first step to tackling these impediments is getting them out into the open. 3.4. Remember to reflect when you experience pain. Remember this. Pain is all in your head. If you want to evolve, you need to go where the problems and the pain are. By confronting the pain, you will see more clearly the paradoxes and problems you face. 
reflecting on them and resolving them will give you wisdom. The harder the pain and the challenge, the better. Because these moments of pain are so important, you shouldn't rush through them. Stay in them and explore them so you can build a foundation for improvement. Embracing your failures and confronting the pain they cause you and others is the first step toward genuine improvement. It is why confession precedes forgiveness in many societies. Psychologists call this hitting bottom. If you keep doing this, you will convert the pain of facing your mistakes and weaknesses into pleasure and get to the other side, as I explain in Embrace Reality and Deal With It. A. Be self-reflective and make sure your people are self-reflective. When there is pain, the animal instinct is flight or fight. Calm yourself down and reflect instead. The pain you are feeling is due to things being in conflict. Maybe you've come up against a terrible reality, such as the death of a friend, and are unable to accept it. Maybe you've been forced to acknowledge a weakness that challenges the idea you'd had of yourself. If you can think clearly about what's behind it, you will learn more about what reality is like and how to better deal with it. Self-reflectiveness is the quality that differentiates those who evolve quickly from those who don't. Remember, pain plus reflection equals progress. B. Know that nobody can see themselves objectively. While we should all strive to see ourselves objectively, we shouldn't expect everyone to be able to do that well. We all have blind spots. People are by definition subjective. For this reason, it is everyone's responsibility to help others learn what is true about themselves by giving them honest feedback, holding them accountable, and working through disagreements in an open-minded way. C. Teach and reinforce the merits of mistake-based learning. To encourage people to bring their mistakes into the open and analyze them ob objectively, managers need to foster a culture that makes this normal and that penalizes suppressing or covering up mistakes. We do this by making it clear that one of the worst mistakes anyone can make is not facing up to their mistakes. This is why the use of the issue log is mandatory at Bridgewater. 3.5. Know what types of mistakes are acceptable and what types are unacceptable. And don't allow the people to work for you who make unacceptable ones. When considering the kinds of mistakes you are willing to allow in order to promote learning through trial and error, weigh the potential damage of a mistake against the benefit of incremental learning. In learning what latitude I'm willing to give people, I say, I'm willing to let you scratch or dent a car, but I won't put you in a position where there's a significant risk of your totaling it.